And it didn't matter what it was, but I should win. I mean, she believed in me, but it was like a little bit, it was a little bit of misplaced confidence. <laughs> oh, Because it was 100% across the board. And she would just be like, that kid sucked, blah, blah, blah. You were better. And I was like, I can't climb a tree to get an egg. So I guess I wasn't going to get that one. I can just um, imagine her like whispering surreptitiously in your oh. ear, like trying to get her, to, trying to get you to sabotage the other kid. Oh, she would try to point stuff out to me. She would try Stop. to point out eggs to me. Oh my god! Yeah, one hundred percent. She was shady. It's fascinating. It really is. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> coming from a neglected. Uh, I mean, obviously you were neglected in like some very core ways. But also, she was attentive and completely unhelpful once. Yeah, yes. <laughs> For real. There are some benefits to being entirely neglected. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you were like, all right, I guess I'm doing this on my own. And then your mom's like, you see that little girl? I want you to trip her. And you're oh. like, what? <laughs> no, that was that was till literally till the very end. Yeah, the last couple years were all like that. It was it was hard. Oh, man. That's okay. It was just like, um, it was sort of like a balsamic reduction of every single issue that the two of us had. So we got to be, we got, we, the good got really good and the bad got really bad. It was a very, uh, it was a very, uh, concentrated glaze. Yes. Yes. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, so sticky. Oh, that's, we're not here to talk about any of this though. We aren't, although this seems to be a new theme where we just, like, yell psych after 20 minutes and talking about one yeah, thing. Yeah, no, uh, I'm Lillian Bustle. I am Jen Ponton. And we like to keep you on your toes here at All the Fucks. <laughs> but there's going to be so many social mores that are going to have fallen by the wayside. Like, the social contract is dissolving as we speak. I'm kind of thinking about the nice ones, like, we'll just enjoy being around people more, I hope. As a whole, obviously there will be exceptions and people who are like, ah, I don't know how to readjust. But I think in general, we would really cherish being around people more. So that's like the good one that I'm focusing on. I hear you. However, (laughs) what I'm seeing is more people getting groped. (laughs) Ha! Seriously, I I feel like if you are the kind of person who is not inclined to participate in consent culture, um, that that be and and then you are alone, and then you are like an incel guy who's bitter about women in the first place. When you get unleashed on society again, I just don't see that going well. I think that I don't know. Maybe the yeah, no, true, true. Especially if this has given you a, a fatalist sense where you're like more willing to just carpe diem because what's the point Mm. (laughs) yeah the rise in nihilism but that's right who knows maybe we all will just be nice to each other and wouldn't that be great i mean i don't think that's gonna happen i think that's what will happen in our circles i think so in general i think i think um, the way I've seen everybody reaching out to each other, even people who I haven't talked to in a while, like I, we're all kind of making the rounds, you know, mm. um, and that makes me feel good. It makes me feel thought of, and it makes me, it pushes me to touch base with the people who I know 
um, have lonely hearts and need to be touched base with more. So yes. uh, all that aside, all of the all of the modern day Cirrus aside. Ah, very um, good. Oh, thank you. I got a little Yiddish in my you pocket. You do. I'm, that was done very I'm not well. just happy to see you. I'm just shipping <laughs> nachos for you right now. Ooh, I love it when you talk about nachos. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna put a little bit of my uh, rye, my rye bread perfume on. <laughs> Ooh, Gonna that lock little it down. behind your ears. <laughs> lock it down. <laughs> Win that mensch. I texted Lillian Oof. this morning. <laughs> said I just put in dolls all over myself. Fuck punch. <laughs> Fuck punch. And I did. And like today, it's good for my nose, and some days it's not. Sometimes I just recoil. But oh yeah, same. This is one called Prairie Nymph, and it's honey and carnation. <gasps> oh god, I think you'd really That's like so it. It's a little spicy. It little is spicy. spicy. Oh, I would like that. Because carnation I is had... nothing except uh, except potion. Remember potion. Yes. Okay. So how Jen and I met, <laughs> we were working for uh, Lush Cosmetics, which is a, you probably know it as the bath bomb place or the place that sells stuff that, that looks like cheese. <laughs> yes. And it's, it smells a lot and you either love it or you run screaming with a headache. <laughs> uh, and, and um, so like during our time there, uh, I mean, you were already obsessed and knew a lot before you even came True. on, right? Yes. I was already a Lushy for I like was, a year. I did not have the um, product knowledge that you did because I didn't have the money to spend with them. <laughs> sure. The um, but then when you got hired on, you got a 50% discount. So like my first three paychecks just went right back. To whoa, whoa. <laughs> first three. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Who are we kidding? Fair enough. Fair enough. I, you know, I walked into Lush in Herald Square, which is a different spot now, but before was like a block below Macy's. It was underneath the Daffy's, for those of you who are old New Yorkers like us. The Daffy's and the DMV. It's where the H&M is now. One of the five H&M's that's in a square mile radius. Uh, And... um, I didn't really know what to expect, but you were already working there when I got hired, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long, how long did you, because you, you have stories about people who I didn't know. How long were you working there before me? I was there in May of 07. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so probably so, a year or under before you came in. Yeah, I feel like I came in in spring or fall of 08. Um, <laughs> what made you, what made you want to work at that Lush? Uh, that was the only Lush back in my day. Oh. Back in my day, <laughs> right? Herald Square was like the only one, and there was Upper West Side, but they didn't have the foot traffic to be hiring. And Herald Square mm-hmm. did. And it was just like, oh, yes, of course I want to do this. Um, right. So that, and I would have, uh, I would have happily worked for Lush on the side forever until they ultimately closed the last store that I was in. And I was like, right. oh, all right, the train stops here. That's fine. <laughs> it's just a story of of the crazy-ass horseshit that happens if you work retail in Herald Square. Yeah. People talk shit about yes. – people. listen, people talk so much shit about Times Square. 
I do not think it holds a candle, especially at the time, to what we were dealing with in Herald Square. It's changed a little bit. Yes. Lush has a cult following that is very hard to describe if you don't care at all about what's happening mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. It's basically the our smells... own Reddit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a microcosm for sure. And it's it's um, their scent profile it speaks to a very specific part of the gray matter that (gasps) some people just like it doesn't it doesn't it's like a dog whistle some people can't even hear (laughs) and for the rest of us we're like oh what's that can i have some more what is it put it on my nails is it going between my toes where do i put it i'm sorry is this special butt crack cream (laughs) i'm in hooray like literally whatever it is you're like oh i didn't know i needed to exfoliate my armpits i will buy this i'm gonna do that whatever that and only that ow that hurts that hurts to think about don't do that yes it does they're so descriptive and there's a story behind everything yes right everything is made with such love and creativity and everything has yeah an origin story of its inspiration um i mean everything is basically made by this big family and a couple of family friends that's essentially yeah Yeah. those are the product names that are like inside jokes from a BBC show you've never heard of, like, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. or like Sonic Death Monkey, yes. um, like bands that you would have never, they're all such weird little inside jokes. And that's what makes it so special. Cause if you are in the know, then you get everything, you get all the jokes. You're like, oh, well, that was Mark's tricycle's name when he was a child. Like, you understand it all. Yeah. And so there's a shorthand between people who are in this club, and it, it's just a weird, I don't know. Oh, that's a fandom. That was my first fandom. Oh, my God. Good job. Mine, too. I have a fandom. You have a fandom. <laughs> Good job. Oh, <laughs> uh, where's oh? Can you imagine what a lush convention would be like? Ooh. Uh, yeah, that would be terrifying. Man, that's what they should really do at the managers' meetings. They should sell tickets. <gasps> Wouldn't that be the shit? Oh God, that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, also one of the things about lush is that there's limited availability on this stuff. So um, they'll they'll roll things out and then they're gone, but then they'll bring them back for like special occasions or sometimes there's a soap that only comes out in in Christmas time. And um, they're very good at uh, manufacturing scarcity to a point where (laughs) it makes you like something not in your stomach, but not in your vagina, somewhere between your belly button and your clitoris. (laughs) Yes. When you see that that thing that you like is coming back it's like someone gave you acupuncture, like right above your pubis mons. It's like, zook. And you're like, oh, I got to have that. How do I get $40 for some hand lotion? Oh, <laughs> you're ready to like break into somebody's house and start hawking flat screen TVs. It's so compulsive. It's really compulsive. It. It's really compulsive. It's so, Absolutely. It's like, oh my god. Okay. Well, thank God. I mean, sometimes <laughs> uh, there are times that I regret impulsive financial decisions, and there are times that I really, really don't. And like a great. Oh, I've never regretted a, a lush purchase. No, ever. never. And um, like a, a perfect current example of that is, uh, I was considering 
I was considering not going to Sundance this year. I was considering like, uh, that's a big expense. Uh, do I really have to? And I just went anyway. And uh-huh. now I'm so glad I went to Sundance. I am sure. so fucking glad I took that trip. Yeah. I indulged the way I did. I All I did was talk to people. And so like... I had that gas in my tank. And similarly, when Bee Never was closing oh. and we all did that giant order together, I bought every beautiful antique bottle of each fragrance I loved. Um, nice. I, there were a couple that I left out that were not my diehards, but I have one, two, three, four, five. Five of them. Five big bottles. And I think I spent like $400 on our discount. So it was probably something like $800. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And that was just some of it. (laughs) uh, I'm a rich lady and I get what I want. (laughs) That's right. But so, so, so the reason why it's important for you to know all of this stuff is because we were surrounded by this magic and this beauty and these amazing smells that would cling to you when you leave and um, discounted stuff so you could bring the smells home with you. Mm. And it just felt like luxurious and pampering. And you were like, I love my body and I'm treating my body nice. Yes. However, we were also in the middle of the dirtiest, nastiest, grossest, weirdest part of of America. Yes. The crossroads of fucking hell. Like, except for it's not the place where you meet the guy. (laughs) What's the, who makes you like a good jazz singer? You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) It's not that crossroads to hell. This is not. <laughs> it's more like. This is not an underworld, like, deal with the devil situation. <laughs> is that what you mean? No, no. You, there's no deal. There's no deal. You just fall in a pit and the devil eats you. That's what Harold Square is. <laughs> Especially at the time. Holy fuck. Oh, it's like the cesspool at the bottom of the Ganges. Like, it's not. It was so bad. So, it's right near Penn was, Station. I Jesus yeah. Christ. South of Macy's, right near Penn Station. At the time, um, they've widened things, but there was a very narrow walkway with an actual, like, fence. So there was only, what do you say, like six to eight feet from our front door to the little fence thing. And that's how much, let's say 12. Yeah. Be generous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, from, from our front door to this little gate. And it was like people, people running to get to their trains, to get back to Pennsylvania. And we're outside with bubble bath, trying to tell people that they needed to buy uh $10 soap. <laughs> we would go outside when business was slow and try to get people interested and like holding a, a thing of soap and having people go, is that cheese? Is that cheese? Is that cheese? For an hour. That's right. And it was only, so it was only like seedy, it was only seedy personalities and tourists who had no interest in what we were doing at all and potentially did did not speak English. But certainly, even if they did speak English, they were trying to find the Empire State Building and not... And not looking to have relaxing bath bombs, like yes, yes. Ten blocks south of Times Square. Oh, come the fuck on, go away. Um, that area code was six six six, and that is upsetting to me. Oh, what? 
I don't think that's a thing. I don't think, I think that's that, a thing uh, either. You just summoned that. You just talked about <laughs> falling into the devil's pit. Oh, no. And then 666 called you. If it calls me, now we really know. <laughs> Do I have to press star 6669 now? <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke for the older crowd. Not in time call. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, what? Where was oh, I? Oh shit! I don't know. Um, 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 oh, tourists. People, the yes. kind of people. Oh, oh, ten blocks, ten blocks south of Times Square, um, right by Penn Station, right in between Penn Station and um, the Empire State Building. Uh, like, um, uh, there's no reason that you should be there unless you work there or you're a tourist. We had celebrities come in at least. Uh, oh, uh, uh, all Matthew the time. Matthew Broderick came in. Oh, yeah, he did. Do you remember the Matthew Broderick story? Um, we were all, like, huddled behind the the cash wrap being like, should we talk to him? Who's going to talk to him? Who's going to talk to him? Uh, and, uh, and I said, who are you shopping for today? And he goes, a lady. A lady? Oh, my God. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. That's so good. Yes. Yes. But then, but then I, I, I was going to sell him a Karma perfume, which was like a high ticket item. And then someone else, possibly Rev, somebody had popped him a, a cut of the Karma soap, which is like a patchouli scent. Um, and then he put the perfume back and just got the soap. <laughs> oh, no. And I wanted to be like, a lady you don't care about very much, clearly. <laughs> We had the drummer. We we had the drummer from Cheap Trick, and that was great because none of the young girls knew who he was. But how did you guys know him by by sight? Like, I knew he was someone. Um, uh, One of the girls walked up to me. You know, there was like a cadre of the girls that everybody flirted with too hard that we worked with, who was always like, "Oh, help! This guy's creeping on me." Yeah. Um, she, he, this cheap trick drummer apparently gives out guitar picks with his with cheap trick on it. No like, way! <laughs> as souvenirs. Maybe it was the guitarist. That makes more sense. But I thought he was the drummer. It doesn't matter. Somebody from Cheap Trick. Who cares? And she goes, "Oh, he just gave this to me. Do you want it?" I was like, "Yeah, I want that." And then and then he came to say goodbye to her. And then she was like, "No, I gave that away." <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Oh, oh. Wait, um, oh, wait, 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 um, the wrestler. Who's the guy in the wrestler? So, so I'm, uh, I'm, uh, crouched down. It's Christmas time, which means the place is a madhouse. And I am crouched down, like, trying to restock. And I look up, and whose face is in my face but Mickey fucking Rourke? No! Like, in my face. Oh, like, no! in my face. Oh, no! And that was... I don't know if I, I don't think I had seen the wrestler. I think I had just seen the wrestler because I recognized him. And I was like, ah! <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and he was there with this beautiful, blonde, possibly Russian lady, like very shapely. And he was treating the fuck out of her. Um, and our friend Rev was, I believe, was taking care of him. Oh, like she was walking Rev. around just filling the basket like she did. And yeah. she was so... The bomb. She was the best salesperson I have ever seen in my entire life, <sighs> hands down. Like, what? The stuff that dreams are made of. Anyway. Oh, I should say hi to her. Um, 
But yeah, I was like, oh, can I help you? And he was like, oh, can I get the large one of that? And I was like, okay, Mickey Rourke. (laughs) (laughs) Who, um, uh, who else? Who else? I don't know. I don't think I ever was there for a celebrity sighting. Really? Mm. Isn't that weird? Because I was there all the time. Yeah, you really were. I was never not there. What was your least favorite thing about working at that location? I think how much pressure we had. So um, it is, because of the nature of Lush, it is very difficult to apply a sales tactic across the board. You're either into it or you're not. And it's it should be totally okay for people to not be into it and for us to leave them alone. There were, and policies have actually turned around because they have, Lush became notoriously about sales associates who would not leave you the fuck alone. And when you got yeah. really good at it, we, those of us who had soft skills would, but we would still like have to once in a blue moon just be like, hey, I know you're cool over here, just checking. Do you need anything? Um, right. So policies have turned around because Lush became like a joke for that. <laughs> However, yes. Um, you know, when the company is talking about sales goals, their their goal is for every single person who comes into the store to make a purchase, and that's not going to happen. You're going to have a lot of people come in and be fascinated and do absolutely nothing, and you're going to have a handful of people come in and drop big money. Right. And that's yeah. Your best, your, goal. your best bet for a first person walking, like a person's first time in Lush, is to charm and enchant them. Yeah. That is, I think, the best goal. And of course, every company wants you to buy things, but that's more what the goal is now. Like, the, um, they've, re, they've retooled all of the stores. Mm-hmm. Um, the sales associates are not expected to dry hump everyone's leg who comes <laughs> yes. in. Uh, um, uh, and, but the skills that I learned there... I use all the time now. So like product linking. Um, so you're like, oh, you like the bath bomb that smells like cherry blossoms. If you like floral and light scents, mm-hmm. maybe you'll also like this. Um, but it can be like the persuasive language that we learned. I have used in all kinds of all kinds of things. I've actually been <clears throat> on the receiving end of a sales pitch and I wanted to give them notes. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. Oh my God, I can't tell you how many essays I want to be like, okay, cool. <laughs> Here's what you're actually going to do. And I swear to God, I'm probably better at selling Lush than I am at acting. <laughs> <laughs> and the, for a very, very long time, I mean, I was really good at it. I was really good at it. And I remember our manager was like, Oh, I have a really good Lush story that is, like, the the baseline story, but... um, Yay. (laughs) Our manager was like, hey, would you ever want to work for corporate? Because corporate is the one who does, like, product trainers and staff trainers and all the stuff that I would have been excellent at. But if you did it, you had to... You had to operate primarily out of Vancouver. And I just could not imagine totally waving goodbye to my career... Because I had to completely uproot myself out of a major entertainment city and 
go to Vancouver, which does have a booming film and TV industry, but anyone... But who, more so now. More certainly. so now, definitely. And also, they still hire Americans, and they do that out of Los Angeles. <laughs> so, like, even if right. I'm in Vancouver, it doesn't necessarily matter. Um, that might be different now, but at the time, it certainly was like, well... I'm waving goodbye to all the theater that I was doing. Um, but yeah, I would have, in a heartbeat, <laughs> if I could figure out how to do a resume again, <laughs> I'd go back to corporate and I'd be like, hey, <laughs> hire me as a product trainer. I'm really fucking good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, anyone would be lucky to have you working for them. Right? Jesus. I mean, yeah, no, that's the best at anything I ever was my whole life. <laughs> I, I still I lush it. like a fucking demon, man. <laughs> <laughs> the best I was at anything my whole life. That's okay. Anything ever. It's good to know. It's good to know. Yeah. I have already peaked, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yep. So the thing about the thing about our store is that there was no back office. It was like the front of a weird <laughs> mall thing. So there was like a couple of cubbies for you to put your shit in. But when it was holiday time, there were so many extra people and so much stuff. We were supposed to take our winter coats downstairs. So what did that involve, Jen? What did it involve to go <laughs> downstairs if you were going to go downstairs at lunch? First of all, we need to acknowledge that mall is a very generous term. <laughs> <laughs> So we were like a block and a half north of the Manhattan Mall, which is shady, but still a real mall and the only mall you can find in New York City, uh, in in Manhattan. And uh, so ours was technically a mall, but what it really was was a Daffy's and a DMV and a Mrs. Fields Cookies and the back door Ah! to Lush that you could not go in through. People would constantly go through that door trying to exit the building, and we had people counters that it would fuck up. <laughs> so uh, it would count all these people so as dumb. foot traffic that uh, that were not actually customers. They were just people trying to leave the building. Um, uh. So if you were coming to work, you you were supposed to come in through the back door for sure. You were not allowed right. in through the front door. And uh, there was nowhere to put anything at all. So you had to go. We needed the keys, didn't we? No, maybe not. Yes. No, the keys were just for the, the key. Yeah. Yes. Okay. The keys were for the storeroom. Got it. I guess we put stuff. We had to have locked things up, right? <laughs> Fair face. I was never the person. I was never the person who took things. Somebody always took my stuff. Oh, okay. So we, you'd have to go down this hallway, and the hallway was always filthy. It just, it smelled like pretzels and cookies, but it was absolutely filthy. And you'd, it was. you'd do a little turn, and you'd get to an elevator that was covered in urine. <laughs> But also, also felt vaguely like a cage. Yes, it did. It was uh, very cage-like, had like horror movie lighting, and you would have to get in there and go into the basement. Sometimes the elevator wasn't even working or someone was holding it open in the basement and there were no stairs to get down there. That was your only way to get in or out. Which means, yes, that's the important part. That there were no stairs to get back out. That's it. 
that's it. I want to say you could go out through the loading dock, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh, maybe there was like a fire exit, but then that would shoot you out on the opposite side of the whole fucking building. Right, right. And also, what are you going to do with your shit once you're out there? Like, there's no point. But, um, yeah. But yeah, you, we would get stuck in the elevator or with things in the basement or with things outside the elevator upstairs constantly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it didn't matter if you brought your cell phone because half the time you couldn't get reception. Right. You couldn't get service like, as soon were, as you went into that elevator. <laughs> it was, it was insanity. Like, I actually would try to find places because I was still smoke. Uh, I was smoking then. So I was trying to find places to like roll my coat up and just stash it somewhere so I wouldn't have to go downstairs on my 15 minute break and get my coat and then smoke and then go back down. Uh, Are you kidding me? That was a 20 minute round trip. It was the worst. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was bazonkers. So, um, the new store is beautiful and huge and they do not have that problem anymore. And it wasn't Lush's fault. That wasn't, not had anything to do with the store. No, anything no, 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 no. Had store. nothing to do with their store. Setup. But it was a really it bad was, piece of real estate. Yeah, and it I was a giant like... building that had like, there was a DMV in <laughs> yes. there. There was, there was the Daffy's, the DMV, and there was a weird business school that a guy stood outside and he go, jobs, jobs, jobs. Do you remember that guy? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. And the Scientologists sat outside with their stress tests. Oh, girl, I <laughs> loved kicking the Scientologists out. I loved kicking the Scientologists out. My favorite thing was to walk up with a smile and go to the one who was clearly the leader and be like, you have five minutes to pack up until the cops come. And then I would just <laughs> saunter back inside. Have a nice day. Bless I tits. love you. Bless Bless tits. tits. <laughs> Let's keep that one going. <laughs> yes. I loved watching the guys like flop out their picnic blanket full of ripoff uh, Louis Vuitton bags. Oh, yeah. Like three of them would show up and they would be like, bags, 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 which is a nice <laughs> echo to jobs, jobs, jobs. And then there was a guy around the corner who still has a bag stand and he, he would go, everybody take a look. Everybody take a quick look. That's just <laughs> oh what he God, said. I forgot. <laughs> This moment in time is so etched into my head because, Jen, I came home and Don was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm watching a YouTube on how to punch someone without hurting yourself. <laughs> and he was like, oh, what? like backing away slowly. Like, why are you doing that? Everybody take a look. Everybody take a quick take look. Take a quick look. Everybody take a look. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> They were such good hustlers outside. They were the best hustlers in New York, let me tell you. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, people would run out of our store to buy fake handbags. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, but then you could see like one of them see a cop coming and then they would do a little whistle and then they would all like wrap their stuff up and like they would grab bags out of customers' hands that they hadn't bought them yet. They were just looking at them. They would just grab them and run. It was amazing. This was a this was like a version of New York that I don't think people really understand now. Right, right. Yes, it got even more disnified very quickly. <laughs> oh my god, the brazen shoplifters. Somebody ah. stole so there was a what what was the big golden gift? What was that called? Oh there was a, a lush uh, lush lush life? Lush legends. Lush, lush legends. legends. Yeah, that's it. 
So this was, I'm five foot three. And if I'm standing up, that thing came to my knee at least. And it was a giant sparkly hat box. And <laughs> I remember the manager came up to me and she was like, hey, weren't there three of those? And I was like, oh, oh fuck. No. Somebody, somebody straight up stole like a two, like a foot and a half to two foot tall, giant, golden, sparkly, <laughs> glittery hat box full of shit. I'm just imagining that it had to be like several small children in a trench coat on top of each other's shoulders. <laughs> Ow, I just spit water everywhere. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Give me, mister! <laughs> like wobbling their way out. They're holding a fake mustache between their nose and their upper uh, lip. <laughs> follow that fedora. <laughs> <laughs> Which way is the Empire State Building? Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> oh, except it's little girls. It has to be little girls. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh God! It would. It would. When it rained. When it rained, people would, like, run inside because that's where you want to be when it's raining. But then people are wet and everything was, was uh, soluble in the yeah. store. Right. Like, right. Everything was literally created to dissolve in water. <laughs> so people would come in and they would shake their umbrellas all and they would ruin, like, $400 worth of bath bombs. Oh, no. Oh, my God. We had to damage so much stuff out. Oh, there were times that people straight up came in and put things in their mouths and were like, no. Girl, that was the best. That, that bitch that took the bite out of the bubble bar. Maybe you might have seen something different. Right. But she was like, this is disgusting. And I was like, that's a bubble bath. Also, if you were in a goddamn cookie store, would you just eat a cookie without buying no. it first? No, you would not. You would not. She thought they were samples, she said. No, 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 no. <laughs> in a bin <laughs> with a dollar on it. There you go. Um. So wait, I feel I need you to talk about this because I don't remember enough about him, but I remember more when you talk about him. And I think there's a way we can do it respectfully. But we had... Oh. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yes, you do. Yes. What did we call him? Leon? What was his name? Was his name Leon? I think Leon is right. I think Leon. <laughs> we had some regular homeless people who would wander in and out. We did. Leon, A number is of that them. right? I don't know that that's right, but let's call him Leon for today. Uh, Leon Definitely was... was an L. Leon or Leroy, but I could have sworn it was Leon. It wasn't Leroy. He was... I found him very endearing. He, you know, probably had, he probably had poop under his nails. So he was upsetting to some people. Um, <laughs> um, he would like come up to me just all smiley and happy. And just like, we had this 10 minute conversation about going somewhere and opening up a restaurant together, but you couldn't, but you couldn't understand anything that he said. He was like, pretty nonverbal. He was, he was, uh, the word is unintelligible, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was talking. He talked a lot. Sure. It but was you, very you muttered. Could... Yes. <laughs> and it might have been another language. Sometimes. He spoke Spanish, but it was, when he was talking to us, it was usually in English. 
I because never he understood because he, anything he said. He would he would slip in and out sometimes, and then I would answer him in Spanish, and he'd go, oh! <laughs> he would get so excited. But after that, after that, I loved when he would get excited and start giggling. <laughs> oh, he would do a little dance. Yes, he would do a little dance. I mean. He was so cute. He was, he was so, so cute. Sweet. He was so sweet. He was never there. Like we did have dehomed folks who were more threatening and who might have been on like substances and were more aggressive. Um, and there were definitely people that we had to like look out they were for. Dangerous folks, but yeah, yeah, they were not him. People. He'd come in in his big nope. like canvas coat, and it was like cheers. And we were like Leon, and yes. he'd just kind of like shuffle and mutter while he smiled, and like. Yeah, once That's in a blue moon, we would actually like. <laughs> some people would give him hand treatments, which was probably not the best idea. But <laughs> he, it was just—he was so sweet, and he would—he liked to like shuffle up to you, and then he'd like turn a little sideways, and then he'd do like finger guns at you, and then like do a little dance, and he'd be like, as a, and then he would say something as though he was like scat singing softly to himself. Yes! <laughs> And then he would look at you expectantly like, eh, you like that? And then you'd be yes. like, you're, and you'd be like, absolutely. And he'd be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> he was the best. He was the oh, best. Do you remember, do you remember the trans lady who was always on speed, who would like run in or Coke, who knows? She would, she would run in and she was like, <laughs> fucking adorable and fun to talk to but was trying to shoplift right in front of your face <laughs> like and I as a person who has shoplifted in the past that's a very effective technique like if you can get somebody's eye contact and get them to talk connect with you and talk to you if she wasn't so speedy it would have worked every oh. time because she was fun and she was cute and she was silly and um yeah but I remember I remember the day that I was like baby I just saw you put that in your bag. And she was like, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. And then she <laughs> gave me, she was like, I'll leave. You don't have to kick me out. And then she gave me a pair of earrings she just stole from Casey Cunningham. <laughs> she was like, I like you. I like you. <laughs> the kind of regulars that we befriended. There was not a single normal regular in our store. Let me tell no. you all that. Oh, I'm trying to think of uh, any kind of cherry on top story. The cherry on top is that Jen and I got to be friends. Ah, uh, fuck like, yeah. <laughs> and now, like, we know so much stuff about essential oils and fragrance profiles. And, like, <laughs> when I got hurt at Action Park, you were like, wait, let me see what's in my lip balm. This might actually help you. <laughs> oh, my God. See? Like, we can, we can like, witch slash Girl Scout our way Thousand through percent. a lot of stuff. Aw, Girl Scout witches. Yay. Oh, that's totally what we are. We are. <laughs> oh, oh, there was, there used to be Naked Day. <laughs> oh, so, that was this is an important one. I got there. The boy, oh boy. The, no, you did Naked Day with me because you mm-hmm. were the reason that I felt safe doing Naked Day. And maybe I was there with you, but I did not get naked. Uh, you had on undies. No, it wasn't me. I did not do that. Are you... A thousand percent certain. I am a thousand percent sure. I was. I had to come open, but I was not. I don't think. Really? I no, think you I and I were both was, outside because I was outside. No, on Jen. Because <laughs> yes, yeah, no. And there's a picture, and I'm not in it. It was the um the press the press lady. You remember the press lady? Uh, I 
yeah. The PR lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The PR lady was there, and then one of the managers was there, and one of the regional managers was there, and, like, maybe Brittany. I don't think it was me. I don't think so. No, it was definitely not me because my tits did not fit behind. How did your tits? Listen. Uh, uh, okay, right, right, right. All right, so first of all, <laughs> Naked Day doesn't happen anymore, and it doesn't happen because of Herald Square, honestly. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> Naked Day was Lush is always very uh, always very provocative with their marketing, and Naked Day was a celebration of the fact that they go as packaging free as they can, and uh, the founders especially love to continue to create packaging free products because all Lush is about is offering beautiful things that are that are more sustainable for the earth. So they really are developing more solids. At any point in time, they would prefer that you buy a bar of soap over a bottle of shower gel. And right. we would have Naked Day once a year in the summer, and the promotion was that whoever wanted, nobody had to. Whoever wanted could only wear their apron. And right. our aprons... Uh, we they were full aprons. They looped around your head and tied around your waist and went down to like your mid thigh, uh, or your knee. And um, what I I took part in Naked Day entirely. Did I wear underwear? Probably not. <laughs> I think I was fully the fuck naked. And how I rigged my apron. Because, yes, it is absolutely too narrow at the part at the top. I had to tighten the, I had to tighten the loop at the back of my neck so that it basically came up like a halter neck. And then it was broader where it had to cover me at the bust. Huh. So, uh, there was a fuck ton of side boob. But. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, 2008, yes? It was, I think it was 2008, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, I think that might have been the last one. Yes. Uh, I'm look, I found I found some pictures for it, but there's also a guy in this picture who I don't think I know. Did they bring people from other stores? Uh, no. I don't think so. It doesn't matter. I'm going to go ahead and say that I did. I was there, but I did not take my clothes off. Yeah, okay. Maybe the fact that you were there is what made me feel more comfortable because you and I were already like, yeah, we're fat and we don't have to be treated like absolutely gar garbage. Okay. Okay. All yes. right. Yes. So, uh, be another big way to promote in Herald Square because of the shape of our building, we didn't have like an awning or anywhere to put things outside. You had to send people outside. Just like, what was the guy who was hawking bags saying? Uh, everybody take a look. <laughs> everybody take a quick look. That's what we had to do. So uh, unfortunately, sometimes our shifts included having to schlep outside and demo uh, just pitchers back and forth of bubble bar liquid because it was, quote unquote, the way to get people in. You could get sunburned. You were out with the people. It was not great. I never, never, never wanted to be outside doing that. <laughs> right but for naked day we were sent outside as like a, a notable attraction and i remember <laughs> the amount of attention was overwhelming and yeah. uh and then the cops were like guys that you can't do this here 
And we were like, but we're wearing aprons. And he's like, I can see everyone's ass. It's not okay. <laughs> of course, what we act- absolutely should have done was take advantage of New York's topless law and yeah. had underwear on and been topless. I don't think I would have been as willing to do that in the middle of the road in Herald Square. <laughs> However, that would have been more legal than having your butt sticking out at the back of an apron. <laughs> uh, yes. For sure. Oh, and I see one for the Tarsians campaign that has a lot of people that we were working with. So they were wearing like oil barrels. That might have been just after we left. Oh, yeah. I don't remember being there for that. Well, your butt was out in Herald Square. Look at you. It sure was. Oh, my God. Do you have pictures? Can you send them to me? I just, I mean, they're, no, I don't have pictures. They're just on the internet. I just Googled Blush Naked Day Herald Square. Oh, my God. For real? Send it to yeah. me. <laughs> I don't see it. There's none of you. None of me. Not that I can see. I think that they got um, the people who were higher up uh, to pose, like people who are general and regional managers yeah, and like the yeah, PR yeah. lady. So in case there was any sort of scafaffle, like they probably had signed. You guys should have signed waivers. <laughs> For real? Yes. We were not. We were part-time workers. There were no. There was no coverage for what absolutely probably would have happened eventually. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You know, so many times during this podcast, I've been like, words and words and, wait a minute, who let that happen? (laughs) Right. Who let that happen? Why were we so unsupervised? (laughs) How are we so feral? (laughs) (laughs) This should have gone much, much more wrong. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, we were just fending for ourselves. Uh, Yeah, so that was Naked Day. Um, And there were other times... That they were like, hey, sit in a chair and soak your feet outside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there were times that that was my job, sitting in a chair. Oh, one of the, one of the managers fully hennaed my hair outside. I do oh, have yeah. pictures of that. And Can you imagine mm-hmm. what a nightmare that must have been? Because you have to keep that stuff hot or else it re-solidifies into it. Some oh, people are definitely not listening to this podcast anymore, but that's okay. <laughs> So we would have to crack bath bombs in half every day oh God. to do demonstrations, which apparently don't do anymore. But um, Lillian, how do you pe- crack a bath bomb in half? <laughs> Why? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> you take a, a paint scraper or perhaps a spackle knife, something like that. Or a giant kitchen into- knife. Or a giant kitchen knife, depending on who you are and how feisty you're feeling that day. Uh, and you wedge it into, I would take the paint scraper and I would wedge it into the seam of the bath bomb. And then if you took this little wooden block and just popped it, they would usually, it would usually just like crack right open. Um, some of them you had to crack harder. Some of them you had to crack softer and you needed to know what you were doing. So I cracked hard on a soft bath bomb and I immediately sent the paint scraper into my thumb. In such a dramatic fashion. And the other girl who was there with me, had she was doing the deposit at the bank. And I was like, oh, God, bleeding, bleeding so much. So, like, I'm trying not to cause a whole biohazard. I'm, like, going over the sink, rinsing off. No, not only did I cut myself jaggedly with a blunt piece of metal, but that blunt piece of metal then rammed what's in a bath bomb into my thumb. I don't know if you know what's in a bath bomb. But one of the main ingredients is citric acid. <laughs> so 
I've got, like, my thumb is bleeding and foaming. <laughs> right. Just, like, going, yay, and all the blood that's pouring out. Oh. <laughs> so the other girl comes back in, and she's like, I did the this, this, this. And I was like, hi, I'm bleeding. And she was like, oh, that's nice. And I was like, no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> I need you to pay attention to me, because as a key holder, I now have to leave the store in your hands, because I have to go to the emergency room. Oh, God And damn. then people came in. People came in while I was, like, standing with my thumb over my head, my face pale as hell, coming over to me. And I was like, I can't help you now. I'm dripping blood on my own head. Like, I can't. So um, the hospital that was uh, that had been on our insurance was St. Vincent's, I guess, the one that was the Nurse Jackie Hospital. Mm-hmm. It was at 14th Street on the west side, and that had just closed. Oh, I called no. Don. And I was like, I'm bleeding. It's not terrible, but I can't tell how deep it is, and I feel like I might lose the tip of my thumb. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, it turned out to be fine, but it, it I couldn't tell because there was so much blood and foam. So, um, <laughs> oh my god, very dramatic. So I got in a cab and I went to Bellevue, which is a public hospital that takes everybody, um, including patients from Rikers Island, which is a, a so, or rather, I believe a holding facility for jails. Anyway, regardless, it's so bad there that they're going to close it. Um, but at the time, I walk oh, in God. and I'm like in my little black and white. I was probably in like my um, Alice in Wonderland black and white dress. Uh, <laughs> and I walk up to the triage point and there, she's like, give me your ID. And I'm like, oh, then I have to take pressure off of my thumb. Okay. Mm. So I like reached in, I grabbed stuff. I'm doing everything one handed. Um, and they shoot me along to the next step where someone is handcuffed to a metal, uh, bench. <laughs> and then just like, and it's as I, the prison system sucks and it is shitty that people make all of these assumptions. However, However, it was jarring to me as like a tw- mid twenties girl who was bleeding and feeling very vulnerable yes. to suddenly be surrounded by prison guards Armed uh, prison guards and lots of people in jumpsuits handcuffed to things. God. Um, with literally no blinking from the people who work there as to, like, it's okay. Or, like, this right. is how it is here. There was no, like, we're in it together. Oh. Uh, <laughs> just... Right. So there was no reassurance. Then, That's extra. No. <laughs> so then as I'm sitting, waiting to be seen, I'm sitting on a gurney in a hallway somewhere. And every doctor who comes by to check on me is like, so I see that you, oh my God, you smell so good. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so funny. I remember you telling me that, you recalling that at the time, us being in the story. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, And uh, I mean, there's more. I could tell you all all about all the characters I met that day. It was definitely, it was like a hero journey for me. Holy shit. So. Uh, at some point someone brought me a bag lunch. At some point someone else just like, um, I think I got butterfly stitches on my finger. Somebody gave me some pain medication. Um, and at some point I heard before all of that happened, I heard someone say, they're like, what happened? What's the girl in the Alice in Wonderland dress? What's happening with her? And she's like looking at my paperwork and she goes, it says here she stabbed herself with a paintbrush. (laughs) And I think I had gotten the pain meds by now. And I was like, that's me. That's not what happened. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wait, what? Wait, I'm not done. Then on the way out, 
on the way out, they were like, you'll have to go through pediatrics. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll go our pediatric emergency, whatever. It doesn't matter. I take a turn to go through a hallway that's supposed to be in a spot for children. I'm looking down because that's what I do in New York. You have to look down for blood and poop. And I didn't see poop, but I did see blood, like a trail of blood. You are very good at looking down. I am. I'm very good. You're never going to slip and puke if you're walking with me. Um, God bless. And I, I hear, you know, the the uh, very measured tone of someone trying to calm down someone who's dangerous. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I hear two people doing that. And oh. I see the trail of blood go around a corner, which is where I need to go. Oh, no. And there's a guy... <laughs> I know this isn't funny, but it is like, we have to laugh and it's my story too at this point, but there's a guy, <laughs> there's a guy with like an IV half out of his arm, just like spurting blood in a, in a hospital gown with his ass out the back. And there are three armed guards <laughs> trying to corral this guy. And I was on the pain meds. So I looked at it. And I saw the doors behind them where I needed to go. And I was trying to catch someone's eye. <laughs> this was happening like 10 feet away from me. It was like the bleeding guy was trying to play keep away. You yes, know what yes, I mean? Yes, like, he was like scooting right. this way and then scooting the other way and then like All he needed blood was a hostage. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there I was. And I was like, oh, no. take me. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Someone swooped in from the side in a pair of nurse and shoes. And tackled and like, him. Honey. No, no, no. Tackled me. Oh. <laughs> she took my arm and she was like, honey, I don't know where you need to be, but I'm going to help you get there. Okay. And I was like, thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> and that's lush. Oh, that's so good. Um, I will close on a cautionary tale. Friends and neighbors, I know you're all grown-ass individuals. However, if there's still a part of you that uh, that doesn't like to speak up for yourself or stand up for yourself, let me tell you just how much not doing that can affect your life. Uh-oh. <laughs> I had been working at Herald Square very happily for like mm, many months. And... Mm-hmm. One day, I was sent to the Upper West Side because they needed more people. And I met, and I was just there with the manager of the Upper West Side, who would go on to be my manager for a very long time. And uh, we had a great relationship. And she was chirpy and Midwestern and very quirky. And we shared a name. And... Uh, I went in and she was like, oh, I'm so happy to have you in here. It's so great to see you. Blah, 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 blah. What's your name? Uh, what's your name? Oh, and can you pass me the blah, blah, blah? And I was like, oh, hi, I'm Jen. Uh, where? And she was like, oh, Jenna, so nice to meet you. Well, (laughs) guess how long I didn't tell her what my real name was. (laughs) I met Jen as Jenna. Everybody called me Jenna. (laughs) But that's hilarious because it was her name. It was her name. <laughs> and I didn't, and she was just so likable. I was like, well, this will write itself. But it didn't because nope. she called me Jenna. Like she was one of those people that uses your name constantly. And she just yes. kept being like, oh, Jenna, this, this. Oh, Jenna, that, that. And I was like, oh, I have missed my opportunity here. <laughs> Whoops. 
to straight the out the gate point to the point where years in uh years in assistant managers would hand me my paycheck and be like is this right and i was like yeah don't worry about it they're like but i'm like mm, don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> and lillian was honestly the first one to be like hey your name is just Jen on Facebook. What's going on? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's my real name. And she's like, that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> this feels right. So, yeah, I lived a totally dual life. I was Jenna at work and work alone. I learned to not respond to my actual name. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, and like, if you had never gotten used to it, I would still just be Jenna with you. <laughs> like, it's fine. Yep. That's great. <laughs> uh, yep. I just, I didn't have the heart to be like, oh, no, no, you misheard me. And like, for the point three seconds that I would have been like, no, this is an appropriate thing to do. She just kept going. And I was like, oh, well, whatever, you know. I'm going to write my name down. I'm going to have a tag. Like, I'm. she's going to process my paperwork. And it just never occurred to her. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. Jenna, it was well, there you go. for five years. <laughs> oh, that's so that's great. That was some good, that was some good fucks. That's the, that, those were some great fucks. That was the that was the uh, that was the beautiful haven uh, oasis Eden that we met, literally in the center of the Hellmouth. <laughs> and uh, the rest, there is... were days there were days that you could feel the gravity of the underworld just pulling at your ankles. <laughs> and there were times that we'd get stuck in the basement, and like it was actually really really bad. Uh, there, there were rats down there. I mean, of course there were, it's New York, but there were rats down there. Yeah. There was urine. There were, there were dehomed people who would like get lost and shuffle around and they were not always Leon. Uh. Maybe it was Leon. I think maybe you're right. I think it was. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah. Every time he would see me, he would walk up and then mumble something and then just go, a restaurant. Because we talked about a restaurant that one time. He had a really lucid moment where he was talking about what he liked to cook and how he missed his mom. Oh. And how, and I was, and I was like, well, do you still know how to cook all that stuff? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, you should open a restaurant. So that was our little fucking, that was our, that was our bit. That was a bit we did every time we saw each other. (laughs) God. I really, he was, he was lovely. He was was darling. Yeah, he was really darling. Such fucking crazy stories. And then after I uh, I left I left Herald Square because um, public transportation became so expensive that it was like I was like breaking even to go to work. And so I talked to my right. manager and I'm like, please transfer me to Jersey, please. And she did to a place where I could literally roll out of bed and be to work in ten minutes. And <laughs> I was making just as much money. And I was spending so little of it. And I worked mm. I worked in the middle of an abandoned Macy's at an even more abandoned Lush. So there, the kind of pressure, the sales pressure that we had at Herald Square, I did not have 
in the middle of this Macy's. Like, they barely remembered that we existed. And that's why they closed us within, like, six months of me working there. But, um, and then opened us up in an, in a real store at a bigger mall. But, right. um, but, I mean, it was so sleepy there and so chill. And even though I really enjoyed a high-pressure sales environment because I was so good at it, um, I... I learned to really enjoy just hanging out with people in Macy's. Yeah. Yeah. It was fabulous. Sure. And I didn't have to worry about the train or Herald Square or any of the, or Penn fucking station or any of the, the Vatic that I would then have, any of the service I'd then have to go through to get home because I could never just relax once my shift was over. I was like, okay, now the bad part happens. <laughs> Right. Now I have to go outside. <laughs> a magical time, my dear. <sighs> this was a real weird one, but whatever. You know, it's a weird time. That was good. And thank you for listening. Yeah, uh, guys. I mean, fans. thank you always, are- but maybe especially today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is probably the most niche one we'll do. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Raise his hand. Raise his hand. You oh yes, just, you you and the corner. the entire the entire plot of Troll Two the other day. Excuse me, you're correct. And yes. this mass market soap store with great appeal is more niche. Then your then your then your green jello. Then my film that four people movie. know about that I went shot by shot. <laughs> I'm just saying, I feel like we can get a little more granular. I feel like we can drill down we can. even more. We can. We have that room to I... room. <sighs> also, wait, quick shout out before we go, go, go. One of you posted an Instagram story the other day, and it was fabulous. Uh, Joanna, screen name, this tornado loves you. You made our day <laughs> with your story post. She wrote, like... She wrote, this episode is exclusively Jen Ponton shot for shot describing Troll 2 to Lillian Bussell, who has never seen it, and it might be the exact thing you need to hear today. <laughs> and that brought us so much joy. Thank you. Feel free to interact with us. Look, we we really need it. <laughs> I have spiders behind my eyes. I'm Anson My Eyes Johnson. <laughs> Slash, do you know how I feel? I feel, uh, uh, how much Simpsons have you watched over your life? Eh, handful. A handful. There's a character, there's a bit character that I love, and his name is Gil, and he's a used car salesman. And every time you see Gil, he, like, his tie's a little askew, and the couple top buttons of his shirt are undone, and he's got his sleeves rolled up, and his hair's a little bit musty. He's got this pleading look on his face, and he's like, oh, Gil could really use a win today. And he's just so sad and so desperate as he tries to sell people cars, and that's how I feel. Oh, poor Gil. <laughs> poor Gil is like my last remaining molecule of serotonin. <laughs> oh, so. Yeah. Oh, give this little puppy a win. So give poor Gil a win. Help poor, help old Gil out and uh, oh and interact with us. That's, we we want to hear from you. 
We want your stories. We want your uh, we want your skin types and your hair types. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what they call a call to action. It is indeed. Also, quick plug for Lush. Not that it hasn't been an hour and a half of a plug for Lush. They have continued to pay their workers while they have shut down their stores. Nice. And they have uh, removed shipping costs online if you purchase over $40 of product, uh, which is Oh, my God. Easy. Yeah. That's great. Yes. Which is easy. Which is easy. So I have already had two shipments because uh, Lillian has a shit ton of product for me that I never got to pick up before everything went bananas. And so I need more conditioner and uh, and face cream and 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 and. Sitting here waiting for you in July when we can see each other. Again. I know it's going to be a nice little surprise treat then. <laughs> just start. I'm just going to start picking things out for myself and pretend like I don't know where they are. Yes. <laughs> Go for it. I mean, look, live your baby life. <laughs> live your baby life. <laughs> Let's add it to the merch table. Live your baby life. Fuck punch. <laughs> All right. Uh, I love you. I love you, and we love you guys. Blessed tits, friends. Blessed tits.